0: Love Talk Radio.
1: What's going on, and welcome back to our show. We are your hosts, Doug and Jackie Christie, and you're joining us here live at our favorite place to be on Saturday at 5 p.m.
2: Yep, that's right. We're kicking it live, and if you guys want to join us, please call us at 347-215-8305, or you can log into our chat room, and I'm sure you know about that, throughout the entire show.
1: Babe, and today we are discussing the U.S. economy and the fact that we are in a crisis. That is right, crisis.
2: That's right. And I'm going to tell you right now, you guys, here are a few statistics that we was able to uncover um, in our investigation for you guys.
1: To further enhance confidence among investors, the federal government is planning to sell insurance that covers money market mutual funds.
2: And? The Fed is also, they will also begin purchasing short-term debt issued by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, which extends existing plans to buy mortgage-backed Securities from the two So we're excited to hear that Because you hear a lot of stuff on CNN And everywhere like that You know where they're talking about the big people Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac went under This is really good that the government's stepping in And we personally, or I can speak for myself Honey, I, I think you feel the same way I'm really glad that the government has stepped in To help us because without them What would we do? Everybody would be jobless It would just be a total mess 401ks would go down the drain I've really, really, really been following this And I think we've taken this to heart and is trying to make moves to help wherever we can. We're just small, little peons out here in this big old world of economics.
1: No question. Economics is big, big, big. And for anybody out there who's been watching, one of the largest insurers in the world, that will be AIG, almost went under last week. And they got a bridge loan from the U.S. government, $85 billion that the government is going to give to them to help. But if you look around your house, people, anything that you see in your your house has some tie to AIG in some way because they are a company that is $1 trillion. And for the government to step in, I think, is awesome because I think it keeps everything afloat. But as of today, AIG, up 52%, is one of the largest S&P 500 percentage gainers in this current session. It is also one of the most actively traded stocks now because it fails so much with 318 million shares exchanged changing hands thus far. Major AIG shareholders are trying to avoid the government taking a 80% stake in the insurance giant, according to the Wall Street Journal,
2: babe. And the week-long ride took participants both high and low, and we know because we was on that ride, and, <laughs> and we didn't pay fair to get on it. Either. And despite closing the week's final Missioned with a 3.4% gain, the Dow Jones still ended the week 0.3% lower. Still, though, you guys, the outlook among participants, the outlook among participants, because I want to make sure I ain't tongue tied. You know, this is serious stuff we're talking about. Money is serious, okay? (laughs) It has improved substantially, okay? So the outlook among participants, that meaning people in the stock market, people investing, you know, everybody involved. Um, the outlook has improved substantially. Okay, honey. So we we've gotten past that. Now let's talk about the market, stocks in particular. What are they, and how does this whole investing thing work for our listeners that may not know?
1: Okay, honey. Well, the the first step you need to understand about the stock market is you know you want to understand exactly what stocks are. A share of stock is the smallest unit of mm-hmm. ownership in a com- in a company. If you own a share of a company's stock, you are a part owner of that company, although small, you might only one stock, ten stocks a thousand stocks in that company, but you are still a owner. You have the right to vote on members of the board of directors and other important matters before the company. If the company distributes profits better known as dividends to the shareholders, you will likely receive A share of that. It depends on how much your investment is, how much dividend you get back, but you will receive something back. One of the unique features of the stock ownership is the notion of limited liability. If a company loses a lawsuit and must pay a huge judgment, let's say, to somebody who sued them, the worst thing that can happen to you is that your stock becomes worthless, because creditors can't come after your personal assets. You are just an owner in the company. You are not the company. That's where the limited liability comes in. That's not necessarily true, though, for privately held companies. Now, there are two types of stocks, babe. you got your common stock, and you got your preferred stock. Most of the stock held by individuals is common stock. So when we're talking about the stock market, we're talking about the common stock. It represents the majority of the stock held by the public. It has voting rights, like we said, along with the right to share in the dividends also. When you hear or read about stocks, being up or down, it's always referring to the common stock. So when you see stocks on television most of the time, that is usually always referring to common stocks. Now preferred stock... Despite the name, Babe, preferred stock has fewer rights than common stock, except in one important area, and that's always money, meaning dividends. Companies that issue preferred stocks usually pay consistent dividends, and preferred stock first call has first call on dividends even over the common stock. So they do have something big on common stock in that realm. You're going to get your dividends first. Investors buy preferred stock. For its current income from dividends.
2: Hey, let me interrupt you, honey. Okay. I'm a little lost here. And I know that what you're telling me is such great information, but I want to ask you this Is a preferred stock better, you think, than common stock?
1: Well, it's not necessarily better, but a common stock is more, the word common, it lets you know it's more out there. First stock, you're going to probably get more into the stock market, and once you learn about stocks, when you go, common stock is probably going to be the first thing that you Mm -hmm. want to buy. Your Microsofts, your Boeings, your Starbucks, the different things, GE, all of those, those are common stocks that you see every day on the stock market. preferred stock is going to be something when you get involved, and you're going to learn a little bit more about it.
2: Okay, okay, got it.
1: Now, speaking of, when you're talking about money and you hear the word liquidity, that's how liquid your money is. Another benefit of the common stocks, babe, is that they are highly, highly liquid for the most part.
2: I want common, then. You want what? I want common.
1: There you go. You (laughs) want your money. Small and or obscure companies may not trade frequently, but most of the larger companies trade daily, creating an opportunity to buy and sell shares. They have daytime traders also that as soon as they see something's going down, they buy it quick, it goes back up, and they sell it quick. Those are daytime traders. So thanks to the stock markets, you can buy or sell shares of most publicly traded companies almost any day the markets are open.
2: Wow, and here are some great tips, you guys, on investing in the stock market. And I want to say this disclaimer now, and I'm going to say it again at the end of this, right before we move into our next segment. But anyway, you should get educated Um, Oh, disclaimer first. We do not purport to be an investment counselor or broker, you guys. We are just here sharing what we have learned with all of you. So we hope you guys um, got your pen and paper out and you're taking notes and stuff, because we did a lot of research for you guys so you don't have to go online and do it. But if you want to, you can always go to Google and put in stock market or info on stocks or Tell me what's going on in the USA stock market. Whatever you want to put in there, Google is fantastic about giving you those answers. Or you can always go to ask.com. That is not ASS.com. That is ASK.com. Did you get my joke? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But anyway, back to where we are again. It is get educated, read about stocks, and the market. Take a seminar or class on investing and review online financial sites. That's one way. Um, Step two, develop financial goals and an investment, an investing, excuse me, and stock picking strategy. So, you know, you want to develop your goals and you want to get some type of a strategy developed. Research individual stocks by reading annual reports, so yearly reports, quarterly reports, that's usually every three months, and other documents on file with the Securities and Exchange Commission. So you can go to Google, put in Securities and Exchange Commission, and I'm sure the documents will pop up, millions of them, thousands of them, whatever. Look them up online at www.freedgar.com. That's www.F is in Frank, R is in Romeo, E, Edward, E, Edward, D, Dog, G, Girl, A, Apple, R, Romeo.com. Okay, step four, invest. In what you know, consider the stocks of local companies with which you are familiar and in which you have confidence. So if a local company, like for us, Seattle, Starbucks, we have confidence in Starbucks. We like the coffee. We love the coffee. It's one of our staples. It's from here. That would be something that we would want to invest in because we're familiar with that company. Um, Check out the holdings of some successful mutual fund companies. That's really important. If you are winning with particular stocks, perhaps you will, too. Okay, number six, diversify. Avoid putting your money in just one or two stocks. Don't I sound like Susie Orman right now? Yeah, you
1: kind of do. I'm, I'm, I'm checking. <laughs> I love you out. her,
2: and you do too, honey. We just really enjoy watching her show. She's fantastic. So, Susie, if you're listening, call us. We we could be your understudies. You could come on our show. We could <laughs> interview you, you because you got some great ideas. And I love your no nonsense, straight to the punch type of attitude and the way you just answer people. Go, Susie. Can I buy a new car? I you only cannot have $50 get in the that bay. car. Yeah, and she just really just lets people have it. So number six is diversify. Avoid putting your money in just one or two stocks or, for that matter, in one or two industries. Number seven, use a discount brokerage to buy stocks. If you are confident in your investment skills okay, and have the time to do your own investing, you'll save on commissions. okay. Number eight, buy stocks that you will feel comfortable holding for three to five years. Resist the temptation to dump a stock the moment its price drops a few percentage points. Give it a chance. You've got to ride it out. Okay, here's some tips and warnings. Know your appetite for risk before you start investing. And I'll tell you guys, a couple years ago I had no appetite, none. I was full. I was not feeling any type of appetite for any stocks. But that's before I started learning about it and understanding and kind of looking into it and seeing that actually investing in the stock market can be fun, but it is something that you have to investigate and study first, okay, or have a mate like I do that I'm lucky enough to be married to my husband who knows about stocks and was always uh, dibbling and dabbling in the market anyway. Okay, the stock market can be a roller coaster ride. If you don't have time to research and review stocks daily, try investing in a mutual fund account at least to get started. Okay, that's a tip and a warning.
1: Okay. Look
2: for value. Um, oh,
1: uh-huh. the, the mutual fund, because I know people might be out there thinking, what is a mutual fund? mutual fund is a bunch of companies that, mm-hmm. that somebody uh, oversees, and they pick oh. these particular companies. So when you buy into that mutual fund, you're buying more than one company. Say there's ten companies involved in that, and you're buying into all ten of those companies. Okay,
2: okay I see. Okay, look for value, you guys. Use price-earnings ratio okay usually reported in newspapers stock tables if you guys want to you can compare a stock to the industry norms before you buy it um, what else is good is to get a friend or, de- you know, develop a relationship with stock brokers or um, people that deal in that and just, you know, you don't have you can tell them, I'm not interested right now in investing, but I do want to talk to someone. I want to get comfortable with the market and what it has to offer first. Make sure they have patience with you. If they seem urgent or anxious or is trying to force you to buy, that's probably not the person you want to confide in or go to to help with guidance when you do start investing. Um, take advantage of investing through 401K plans. Well, right Right now, like I said in the disclaimer, we are not purporting to be investment counselors or brokers, and right now they're saying the 401K plans, everyone was losing money at one point, but I think it's on the upturn. I'm hoping it's on the upturn, and Monday we'll know more when the market reopens. Individual retirement accounts and Keo plans, these provide tax breaks to the investor. Now, you would have to get in touch with the IRS or go online and go to irs.gov, and you can get a lot of information on tax uh different type of retirement accounts, tax uh, answers. They have a lot of facts, which is FAQs. Um, frequently asked questions is what the short term is for that. And you can ask questions that way. You can call the IRS. They're very friendly people. I know everybody go run, run. Uncle Sam is a monster. He's not. I've called them myself and asked questions, too, because I don't pretend to be an expert. Lastly, don't think that by investing all your money today, you will be a millionaire next month. Invest for the long term. And I know... Um, last week, and honey, you can agree to this, there was a lot of talk, a lot of people feeling low confidence with the market and how everything was going, and we too felt like, oh my God, we felt helpless. It was almost like you couldn't breathe. You're like watching the economy look like it's about to go down the drain, and we are proud Americans. We love our country, and we really, really, really want to encourage people. Don't give up on the economy. Don't give up on everything. Yeah, it's, a lot. it's bad right now, and, and you know they got experts out there. Hopefully, they will do the right thing, but in the meantime, invest a little bit into the stock market is not going to hurt everybody. And that's what we encouraged in our, you know, news articles and stuff that we wrote. And they actually done a story about us on the Wall Street Journal as well. We're just saying, everybody invest a dollar or two or three. I'm not sure, you know, because we've never invested that amount, but if you can or not. But I'm sure that somebody out there will take your $2, $3. If every American does that or everybody that can afford to do it and is over 18, how we could help boost the stock market and everything else, right? No, I mean, no question.
1: No question, baby. I mean, if some of the the spare change I don't know if that's, that's right. a good term, but if you invest it, you know they they said like back when Microsoft started, if you would have took mm-hmm. five hundred dollars by the time Microsoft had you know split and split means when it goes up to a certain level, it splits in half, and they give you double stock, so if you got a hundred, it goes up, it splits now you got two hundred, but it's worth less, but it's still worth. As a total it's worth the same amount
2: because now you have double because
1: you have double that your five hundred dollars would have been close to a million dollars so those are the type of things that my wife is saying stand for the long run but uh, I I really want to emphasize what my wife was saying about seminars getting to know somebody who might be an investor because they're going to give you a lot of knowledge and then also step number two was financial goals. And anything that you get involved in, you want to have some goals. You want to have know that what you're doing is reaching the goal that you set forth for yourself. Also, when we talk about investing in what you know, most times people buy stuff that they know to be good, uh, whether it's toothpaste, whether it's food, whatever it is. So if you're, in, if you're buying a certain type of toothpaste, Colgate, whatever it is, those might be the companies that you want to invest in, or if you go and support Starbucks, that might be something. They're a little bit down right now, but check it out. And then also, my wife said a, a big word, and that is diversify. Diversify means that you're not just putting all your eggs in one basket, because with the economy, some stuff goes up, some stuff goes down, but if you're well-rounded, at the end of the day, one thing might go down. Maybe you invested in gold and it goes down. But over here, you invested in corn or soybeans, and all of a sudden that goes up, and it really helps you out. So don't put all your eggs in one basket.
2: Oh, definitely don't. And, again, we do not purport, you guys, to be investment counselors or brokers. We're just sharing with you what we've learned and what we've found out and our views and feelings on it. And I see the phone lines. I put everybody open. You're on air if you want to jump in and give us your insight, or if you just want to be quiet and listen, that's cool, too. Um, again, this is America, and we have to believe. I mean, I know a lot of the news, and I watch CNN 24-7. I watch all the different news channels, and I see that it's it's a lot happening. we got the elections right there at our front door. You know, everything's facing us all at once. But if we all believe in our country, I think starting, even if it's one person, and we just slowly just pass the baton, we can, we can get out of this that we're in.
1: And I I think maybe you said something else that's real powerful is talking Mm -hmm. about the election is from the standpoint that once a a new president is in office, I think that that's going to help the economy settle down because people are a little bit up in arms. They're seeing Obama and McCain. They're going back and forth arguing, and the times aren't too good. So people are a little reluctant right now to buy homes, to invest, and do stuff like that. But as November comes and all of a sudden it goes behind us and we start a new time with a new president, hopefully everything settles down a little
2: bit. Almost, Definitely. You know, I was watching last night, you guys, probably about 2 o'clock in the morning, I was really, really checking out a lot of the different experts they had on, like the Larry Kings and the CNNs, and they had a gentleman on there saying, "Well, if if the government goes and does their plan and prints up all this extra money, it's going to devalutize the American dollar. I doubt that very seriously. I understand what he's saying, but if we don't do it, we're going to devalutize ourselves anyway, because we've got all these people in these other countries that's watching what's happening to the economy and everything else, and they're coming in and buying these companies up, and pretty soon, like they said, there was a title on one of the shows they done the other day called Selling Off America. Is that what we want? So I really feel strongly about what the government is doing. I really hope that they thought it through. They did send their their um, new plan to Capitol Hill. So next week, starting Monday, everybody pay attention. We can probably find out exactly what that plan is. And, you know, they are our government. They're who we've elected to put in a position to make decisions for all of us. If we don't like it on Monday or Tuesday, we should start complaining and,
0: you know, (laughs)
2: protesting. And, you know, maybe we, we start sending around, you know, viral campaigns where everybody pretty much gets their voice out there. But to just start... Negatively speaking about our economy in our country i i don't feel good about that at all. what do you say Amy?
1: well I, I i agree i I do think though that it does devalue because mm-hmm. to to put it in real layman's terms it might not really mm-hmm. even roll but what is more people want something that not everybody has a lot of so that makes it more important but if there's just a whole bunch of money out there and anybody can have it and they go out and they just print up a whole bunch and they cover everything all of a sudden it doesn't make it as a viable of a product for everybody to have therefore it's not as strong when they talk about the dollar being strong as compared to like when we were in canada one dollar american was a dollar fifty canadian and now it's switched the canadian dollar is stronger than the u.s. See,
2: ooh, I love this, you guys, because, see, we, we love each other to death. You know, that's my main, 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 main person on earth. But, see, we can sometimes agree to disagree. Now, honey, where I disagree with this is they're saying they're going to print more money, but not just necessarily just flood the economy with it, but to help out <clears throat> these institutions that are actually falling themselves, finding themselves falling. So that's where they're going to do it. Is we're printing enough to help with your loan that you need, uh, AIG, or we're printing enough to help with your loan not just for, oh, we're just going to print up all this money and just be a rich country. They're not saying that at all.
1: No, and really when they're talking about printing money, they're not Mm -hmm. actually talking about printing it. These are vouchers that they're going to credit, Uh and they're going to, you know, just like an American Express card. They're just saying that we're giving you guys $85 billion, so now you're out of the hole. So we're going to have to keep our eye on it.
2: Yeah, let's definitely do that. And, again, you guys, um, we see the lines. If you want to jump in, please feel free to do so. It's 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 a topic that I know infuriates a lot of us, and it just digs down deep. And for another show, we definitely are going to cover the election. I see emails coming in saying, "Are you guys going to talk about who is your pick for president?" We'll do that in one of the upcoming shows. Not sure which one yet. Probably closer to when it's time for the election. We don't want to try and act like our views are important, or we're trying to stir anybody in any direction. We're just kind of watching both candidates and seeing where everything is. Um, but again. Um, I will end this section with we do not purport to be investment counselors or brokers, quite the contrary to what the Internet says is that we are trying to do that. <laughs> um, so go to Google and say, no, they're not, okay, you guys, and then moving right along into our beauty and fashion. What
1: do you got for our friends today, babe? Any tips?
2: Um, for our friends today, I would say ski jackets. They are a prized possession this winter, okay? You guys we're giving you guys tips on Fashion for the winter, beauty in this segment we love because these are just our ideas, but it's very, very cold. But make sure when you go out you shop around. Don't just pick the first one, but you will be in high fashion and you will be warm at the same time.
1: You know, babe, I'm going to stay in that same realm, and instead of a ski jacket, I'm going to say a down vest. I know North Pole makes a good one. There are a lot of good ones out there, but a lot of the times, maybe it's cold, but you can keep your arms out, don't want to be as bulky. You got on a long sleeve shirt or a sweatshirt or something, you can throw a vest over it. Down vest. Take a take a shot at them.
2: Down vest. Okay, okay, I feel you. Okay, here you guys go. long sleeve footed tops. This is for men or women. And... Sweaters, those are hot commodities this winter and you know what you can get them at old navy at a very economical price or nordstrom those are two places that i've looked online you can go to Nordstroms.com or you can go to old navy.com and check out what they're offering they got some fabulous stuff and you'll be in high fashion still but you'll be warm
1: no question about it baby. for our last one i would say it's time as we look at uh, the nation and see that it's going to start getting a little bit colder and a little bit more rainier keep an umbrella or a skull cap with you in your car or in your bag cuz you never know nowadays when that weather's going to change so you're always prepared but you can get a little umbrella skull cap doesn't take up much room but it'll keep you away from being sick out there in this uh, harsh weather
2: Oh, most definitely, guys. And today in hot
1: topics we have. Well, today, babe, we're going to start off uh, with the Dow soars as investors await a rescue plan from the government. One of the most tumultuous weeks in the 216-year history of Wall Street closed with a dramatic two-day rally as investors celebrated an unprecedented government plan to cleanse banks of the bad mortgages that touched off a crisis in world finance the details oh i know it baby the details <laughs> of the rescue not to mention how many hundreds of billions of dollars it will cost remain a mystery but investor, investors snapped up stocks anyway in hopes that the end of the credit crisis is near
2: I hope so, and I think next week we're going to see a big, hopefully a big jump in confidence, to around the country. Um, next is the White House has sent its bank rescue plan to Capitol Hill. We kind of touched on that in our first segment as well. Um, it says, so we will have to just wait to see and, you know, see what they come up with. And hopefully things will look better next week, but they have sent their plan to Capitol Hill.
1: Yes, babe. Now, A-Rod and his wife reach a divorce settlement. It is over for A-Rod and his wife of more than five years with a prenuptial agreement in place. Lawyers for the couple confirmed Friday that a settlement was reached less than three months after Cynthia Rodriguez filed for divorce from New York Yankees superstar Alex Rodriguez.
2: Yeah, and hopefully we wish them the best. I, I am not a big advocate of divorce. And I just hope that the family is able to hold it together. I know they have children or a a child. I'm Mm -hmm. not sure how many children. But regardless, they're a family, and hopefully they can remain friends and raise their daughter the best that they can. Um, And it all works out. So our prayers are with them. And then we have Palin, okay, Governor Palin um, from Alaska, Uh, Governor Sarah Palin, I should say. Um, Her probe is set to end before the election. She did announce um, that she would um, make sure that it was over before the election. So we're waiting to um, see what happens with that, Um, and I wish her the best as well. Then we have Natalie Cole. Natalie Cole, um, who's a famous singer, is hospitalized. Um, She has suffered a setback in her treatment for hepatitis C and has been hospitalized in New York. Um, The side effects of Cole's grueling chemotherapy treatment for the liver disease paired with the strenuous promotional schedule in support of her just-released new album titled Still Unforgettable are what led to the Grammy winner's hospitalization. Cole, 58 years old, was diagnosed with liver cancer in April. Can you believe Natalie Cole is 58 and she looks that wonderful?
1: I know it, baby. It's crazy.
2: That That is really exciting. And then?
1: We have new mayor of Detroit takes oath in office. The city's new mayor called on uh, residents Friday to work hard, work together, and, uh, quote, in Star Trek, boldly go where no one has gone before.
2: <laughs> now that's funny. <laughs> that is something
1: else. Uh, he also said we are truly entering uncharted territory. That is Ken Junior Jr., Jr. And he said that at at his inaugural address, and we're just going to have to, you know, keep our eye on Detroit, some some positive words, and we'll see what he does.
2: Okay, I got one for you, honey. Okay, here, everybody. And I see the lines is, is definitely lit up. If you feel you want to jump in, go right ahead. Yes, we do. Craig.
0: <laughs> hello. Who's this? Hello, hello. How are you doing, Mr. Christie?
1: I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself, sir?
0: Oh, okay, man. This is this is Greg from the uh, Delphonics.
1: Hey, how you doing? Hi. Right.
0: All right. Now
3: I'm on here with uh, Betty. I'm sure you know her.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> okay. I just want to holler at you guys and um. Yo, yo, Hello. Right. Oh yeah, we're still with you. Oh yeah. Okay. I just want to uh, let you know that we're we're having a uh, a big show out in Michigan. In, uh, on the 18th of October, and we was going to fly you guys out as a little surprise. Oh,
1: that you know that, that, that sounds
2: honored, wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> we? Yeah, yeah, that wouldn't.
1: would be fantastic. You say,
3: when was
0: it? Uh, this is going to be October the 18th, mm-hmm. it's a
3: Saturday. It's going to be an oldie show no, out don't. there. We, we don't have all the groups locked in yet, but we're we're looking at like uh, Black Ivory, us the Delphonics, Howard uh, Melvin's Blue Notes, the Persuaders, and uh, possibly the Stylistics. Ah, oh, wow! So we we want to bring you guys out there.
2: Can I? And, and they, can we? Can they we have, have a passion. Video have paper? a passion for, video, for voting.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we 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 definitely going to get in the voting process this this time around.
2: Fantastic, fantastic. Um, we we would love to be there. I'm looking at my husband right now, and he's giving me the eye that, yes, we're going. So thank you for your <laughs> invitation. Okay. We'll definitely be there. And um, we'd love to videotape it, so we have a uh, something that we can definitely share with all of our listeners and viewers and everybody else if you guys are okay with that. Just let us Absolutely. know. Absolutely. Yes, no problem. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. baby. Okay. Yes.
1: Thank you so much, and we will see you on the 18th and hear some of that good, good old school music there you go there Most you go
2: definitely. and can i get your permission that um we want to play some Delphine's music and some of the blue notes and different people on our show we got some oldies with goodies in our lineup of music so um if you say it's okay then we'll go get some and all the next shows we'll definitely be playing it
3: oh no problem no problem
2: fantastic you heard it live here you live. <laughs> thank you
3: some of these youngins some of these youngins need to hear this 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 music Oh, yes, no no
1: question about it. Real music, real instruments, real singing. You got some good stuff out there still today, but nothing like the old school. I agree with you 100%. Right. That's right.
2: And Doug and Jackie, I want to wish you a happy belated anniversary. Thank you. And many more to come. Thank you so much. Okay. Wow. okay. I don't even know what to say. I'm like, y'all, this is. A-. Still funny. And <laughs> then moving right along, you guys, with our love and romance, um, our. We're going to you know,
0: share with you a chapter.
2: Mother, mother. And I will start off by reading the chapter Yin, and then my husband will follow up with Yang. So, anytime you guys want to jump in, you can. And we start with a lot of people ask us how we've been able to maintain a solid marriage. What are our secrets? In this chapter, I thought I'd share with you my approach to marriage and how important it is for your mate. Sorry. First, while respecting yourself and other people, as I mentioned earlier, when I was growing up, I did not really get a blueprint for a healthy, strong, and committed marriage. But deep inside, I knew what I wanted, and I knew that I had to have it. I knew I wanted someone to love me as much as I would love him, and to treat me as well as I would treat him. We needed to be friends, as well as lovers, and be able to complete each other's sentences. We had to be soulmates. Now, mind you, I had never really witnessed this type of love, except for maybe in a movie or on television. But I dreamed about it nonetheless and knew in my mind, even as a little girl, with a big heart and dreams of high fashion, I would find the love or he would find me. God is so very good, and he never gives you more than you can handle. And we said many times growing, growing up, I went through some not-too-great relationships on my journey to this dream, yet I never doubted my faith, my spirituality had guided me through my whole life. Even though I wasn't perfect, I knew with a good heart and continuous prayer, All would turn out for the best. During my childhood, my family spent the summers having picnics and other gatherings. Even if the food we brought was only sandwiches and soda, the love and closeness was so beautiful. And early on, I knew the feelings of love, I would feel those. But the love I speak of now, that was something they could not give me. This kind of love would come from my husband one day. When it comes to marriage, these are my feelings. Number one, stay committed to the commitment. By this, I mean that when two people make a commitment, To each other, you must uphold that commitment, protect it, and do not waver. Number two, put your relationship before anything else. I cannot stress this enough. Your relationship has to be your number one priority. Three, give of yourself. When you give all of yourself to another person, that person will reciprocate that. Love and marriage is grand. I don't want to give the impression that it's easy because it definitely is not, but it's yours and the two of you can make it as you want it to be. Communication is key, and that's number four. Communicate at all times, even if you are tired and talking may be the last possible thing you feel like doing. You know what I'm saying, honey?
1: Oh, I I totally understand, but I got your back. I got you.
2: (laughs) And at the very least, you can make a promise to your mate to talk about the issues as soon as you both are rested and your mind is clear. Sometimes that is the best solution because you can be fully present mentally and communicate more effectively during your conversation. Your being there fully in the moment will make your mate feel the love, commitment, respect, and devotion that you have for the relationship. So don't be like, okay, we can talk but half sleep and snoring and stuff that really (laughs) infuriates the person. More times than not, it will also ease the anxiety and tension that is sometimes felt when one person has something to talk about that they feel is important and urgent, they need to talk then. Number five is caring for each other's feelings. In my mind and heart, this is a big plus. Doug gives me that with patience, and it means the world to me. In return, I make sure to reciprocate it, and it nourishes and strengthens our bond. Number six is trust. I won't sit here and tell you that trust comes automatically because I wouldn't be telling you the truth. For me, it's something that must be earned, and I don't expect someone to trust me off the bat either. They don't know me, and I don't know them, and it just takes time. So trust does take time. As you get to know each other, whether it be a co-worker, friend, or lover, you can start to build that trust. As you communicate and share yourself with the other person, And then with you, you will begin to develop and cultivate a trust that you can continue to nourish always. And it can't stop when you get married. It must always be something you keep. Trust is the glue that will secure your relationship. And that is what I feel. Number seven and final is no stubbornness allowed. I know a lot of guys out there, and I'm saying guys because I'm a girl, not a (laughs) guy, can be stubborn sometimes. But there is just no place in a loving, committed relationship for this type of behavior. It not only breaks down the bond, it's gonna destroy the trust that you've built together. By being stubborn, you are communicating to your mate that your feelings are not that their feelings, excuse me, are not important to you. And if that's not what you're trying to convey, don't be stubborn. When you are stubborn, you are being selfish and putting a relationship you're not putting a relationship first. Always try to live in love with your mate. Never act towards them in a way that you wouldn't want them to act towards you. And really it all comes back to communication. Communicate, communicate, communicate.
1: No question about it, babe. And we we name the the two chapters Yin and Yang. For those of you that the Chinese symbol of oneness, uh, the Yin is the feminine, and the Yang is the masculine, which is uh, my wife and I. And just uh, a few tips. And if Yang goes, a man has to know how to let go of his ego and move from me to we in order to make a marriage work. I'd like to offer some of the thoughts I have on how I've been able to do that. It starts with respect. Family first. It's the cornerstone. Jackie and I have a 360-degree circle. We have God, ourselves, our family, and some close friends inside of our circle. My ego that I have built up over the years was merely a facade. And through my continued search for knowledge of self, I have found that you must open your heart and your soul up to your mate and let her in as a man it can sometimes be difficult to step outside of your comfort zone thus becoming vulnerable to your mate but really when you love your mate this way it doesn't take away any of your control it simply allows you and her to experience true love infinite love you can experience an intimate connection a bond that nothing else can come close to you must nurture this love you share and cherish it you've only got one shot and if you mess it up oftentimes there is no coming back you always want to keep building and moving forward if i took take good care of my material possessions why aren't i taking even better care of my spiritual or the intangible things in my life the love marriage and family that i enjoy that's what everything is based on at least for me as a man, you have to give your wife strength. Understand that if you let her be all that she can be, ultimately you'll watch your relationship grow. I mean, let's face it, a woman wants to feel loved, appreciated, and needed. When you help her feel that way, she can spread her wings and begin to fly. It's the yin and yang. The more you are willing to let her in, the more your sensitive side will, be open, will open up to more growth. I'm not ashamed to say that growing up I didn't have these tools. As I continue to gain them, it's incredible. It took me a very long time to learn that basketball doesn't define me as a man. What will truly further myself, my family, my marriage, and my love, love is always at the forefront. In the United States, we do the trade-in thing. When your car is a couple years old, you trade it in. If your home is a little too small, you knock it down and build a larger one. I think there's something to be said about a nice old car. Besides, I want my wife and me to see beauty in each other's wrinkled faces one day. I won't sit here and say that it will be perfect, and I won't promise you a rose garden. But what I will say, it is the best feeling in the world to be faithful to your wife, to love and cherish her and to uphold every vow that you made to her. And what I will promise you is this. Every woman wants love, gentlemen, and every woman deserves it. If you give her all that she needs, wants, and deserves, she will shine like the brightest star. The inner peace that allows her to experience is beyond words and is priceless to her. It takes but mere words to brighten her day and only a hug to warm her heart. And a smile tossed her away, well, let's just say that a, a kiss is not just a kiss. I got seven points. And I want to share them with you. Number one, love her endlessly. Make her know that she is all that you need. Number two, romance. Serenade her in many ways with the kind words you say to her every day. Three, have faith. Believe in her and in the love that you share. Know that through any ups and downs, you are one. Number four, trust. Be honest to her and with her about anything and everything, for it is truly the gift to your relationship number five security let her know that she is safe through everything that you do and that you will stay with by her side and will love and protect her always number six stability a woman wants to feel stable and that her home rests upon a solid foundation ensure that she knows this and finally number seven comfort always put her comfort first and when she reaches out for you make sure that you are there for her Baby, what do you think?
0: Uh oh, thank y'all. Nah, that's what
1: you, you think. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. That was beautiful. But once again, it is, time, is time, time for some sports, and we want to welcome back our NFL, NBA, golf, everything insider, the one, the only, Wivel. Wivel, are you out there, man?
3: Not too far. Not fall. Ah,
1: what's going on with you, man, on
3: this beautiful Saturday? Well, enjoying the rain. I got my hood up and uh, just enjoying the day. There you go. Well, in the world of sports, I,
1: I, I wanted to get your take on this because I've been watching the Ryder Cup today and no Tiger Woods. And the U.S. has been getting dominated for some years now, and do you think that with no tiger, it kind of takes, a, takes the U.S. and allows them to relax a little bit. Therefore, they're playing better golf because they truly are.
3: Um, you know, maybe that could be a factor. Uh, maybe it's a, a statement of where the competition is. Um, you know, but all in all, I think that the, 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 the bar has been set by the U.S. Obviously, we're playing a high level at a high level right now. And uh, you know, it's just it's just part of what comes with the territory. You got one of the best players in the world, if not the best, uh ever. And he happens to be a United States player and he happens to be your competition, uh, in uh week in and week out. So, uh I'm sure it has a little bit to do with it.
1: Everybody watch tomorrow. It is the the singles. They're going mono-e-mono e mono for the 30, 37th Ryder Cup. Right now the U.S. is leading 9-7, to 7 and they need 14.5 points to win. So they are just a few points away from victory. Waz, well, I wanted to get your comments because I saw one of your favorite guys in the news before we move into football. And uh, Mario Chalmers of the Miami Heat, Daryl. Uh, author of the Memphis Grizzlies, and your man, Michael Beasley, also of the Miami Heat. He was fined $50,000 at the Rookie Transition Program. Unfortunately, uh, little girls and a little smell of some uh, substances in the room has got him fined. Is he going to be okay and get on track? Because he's an incredible, incredible talent, Michael Beasley.
3: Uh, Certainly. I'm sure that he'll be okay. Okay. He said he wasn't involved, uh, obviously, with the odor that was coming from the room. So we got to take his word on that. Uh, the fine is definitely a slap on the hand to let you know that you you are a professional now and you have to conduct yourself in a in another sort of manner. Um, but you know, all in all, hey, that's the kind of thing that that happens. Uh, it's unfortunate, uh, and that it gets the type of publicity it does. It's it's taken in a negative way, but I'm, you know, it's just young guys having fun, and it's young guys having fun with a lot of money. So uh, you look back some of the things you did with no money, and you got in trouble for, and then drop two or three million on you. There
1: it is. Well, always good to hear. Now we're gonna move into a little bit of football. I just got a couple couple points. I wanted to find out a couple 0-2 teams. Who do you think out of this group has the best chance to make the playoffs? Okay, I'm gonna give them to you. Seattle. St. Louis, Minnesota, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Jacksonville, and Miami. Out of those teams, all of them and 2. who do you predict makes the playoffs, Whistle?
3: Well, uh, I I like um, definitely there was a couple of teams that stood out. Jacksonville was one of them. They are one of the teams that are really talented, really physical. Um, But I'd have to go with the Seahawks. Uh, We are injury-plagued, not we, the Seahawks, excuse me, people. I'm not being biased. (laughs) Seahawks are injury-plagued right now. Um, they are working in uh, new receivers. Corn Robinson was just called back, um, so they're they're working in new receivers. They're we're kind of depleted. They are kind of depleted, and uh, so I think they'll be okay once they get the talent back, uh, the receivers, and and some of the special teams players that they have. I think they'll be okay. Okay, well we will
1: watch that. Uh on an injury front, Devin Hester, the game breaker, everyone knows Chicago. Uh I mean the fastest man, well not the fastest man in the world, but pretty darn fast with a football. Uh he's got some sore ribs, a little cartridge problem. Uh he's gonna go this week against Tampa Bay. He's a game time decision. Do you see him playing, Whistle?
3: Yes, uh definitely. Um... Again, there's something to be said about being, uh, not only being there in the physical for your teammates in the locker room, but for the opposing team. Decoy, Decoy, oh. very important for you to be out on the field and just stand over there a couple plays. Uh, <laughs> and obviously with the, the quarterbacking situations they have, they're going to need him to stand out on the field in a Bears uniform with his, uh, his cleats tied up for at least a couple series. There you go. Well,
1: uh, one big question that, that's facing, obviously, the Tennessee Titans. We're talking Vince Young now and with the problems that he faced last weekend. Uh, my biggest question is uh, you, you got Collins coming in and quarterback behind him. Uh, they're playing pretty good right now. If they end up, because they're saying he probably won't come back till week six, so if they're 4-1 and or, hey, 5-0, and do you move him right back in, or does he have to stay on the bench or is his time
3: there done because they're playing so well what do you think there wizzle well i i i wouldn't say his time is done um, he definitely has some issues that he he needs to address uh with- be it personal or 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 professional, but either way, he he has the talent and he is a a, a top tier quarterback. Um, he's got a lot of a, a lot of talent, a, a lot of winning, a lot of savvy. So again, he's got to get his situation squared away. And I think that that's the 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 beauty of having Kerry Collins uh, to step in. He's a, a veteran. He knows the system, and not only will he be able to to step in and and apply the system the the way it needs. To be and uh, and use utilize the talent, but he'll allow the talent to develop the way it's supposed to and not stagnate because vince is hurt, and also it also helps vince in terms of uh, uh, watching somebody else in the system and, and maybe taking pointers on what they do because he's certainly not as athletic as Vince, but in terms of being a pocket passer and uh, the textbook type of things that he does in terms of making reads, he's a he's a he's a good quarterback, and I I think that they'll be pretty successful with him at the helm. And when the time comes, if Vince needs to come back and Carry and those guys are still winning, you got to go with Kerry. There you go. Well, well, we'll keep an eye on
1: that situation. Now, for the people out there, I want you to know that the Wizzle had an incredible week last week. He was 10-6, and 6, making him overall 17-13, and 13, and, boy, is he on the comeback trail with some fantastic picks for last week. So, Wizzle, we're going to start it off right at the top. We got Houston, Tennessee. Who do you got in that one?
3: I gotta go with Tennessee. Uh, Mr. Collins is at the helm. Their team looked good last week. It's going to be a little bit more of a, uh, a challenge this week. Obviously, Houston uh, is trying to get self established, and um, they're on the upswing. And as where uh, Cincinnati is having a little problem. So, uh, but I'm going to go with Tennessee in this one. Okay. What about Oakland at Buffalo? Gotta go with Buffalo. Really tough. Oakland looked. Really, really good last week against the Chiefs, but, hey, they're going into violent territory, and uh, Buffalo's been looking good. Okay,
1: Carolina at Minnesota.
3: Got to go with Carolina. Quarterback problems. Uh, 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 Adrian Peterson, uh, he's having some concerns with his shoulders, Um, hamstring, uh, various injuries from getting banged up. But, hey, Carolina's getting Steve Smith back this week. I look for Carolina to take this one. Okay, KC, which is
1: Kansas City, at Atlanta.
3: Got to go with Atlanta in this one. No disrespect. Uh, Mr. Edwards is having a very, very tough job down there. The quarterback situation is a disaster. Uh, They're having internal problems. But, uh, hey, the management is sticking with Herm Edwards, and that's one good positive. But, hey, they're going to take one on the chin this week.
1: Tampa Bay at Chicago
3: got to go with Tampa Bay. Hey, it's nothing personal. Um, they're really physical. They got a, a, a re-signed quarterback. Um, they got a nice, happy team, and Mr. Gruden, will, I think he'll be looking to go in Chicago and still win.
1: Well, one of your favorites, Arizona at Washington.
3: Woo, this is going to be a tough one. Uh, you know, it's hard to root against Jim Zorn, you know, Washington tie. You know what I'm talking about? But oh, hey, yeah. I got to go with Arizona in this one. They're, they're looking pretty good right now. Uh Kurt Warner has did uh did his homework and he studied uh, in terms of what it takes for him to get the ball out and it's gonna be a different challenge this week. Obviously they're a physical defense and they're a lot faster, but hey, Mr. Warner is is proven that if he can get if he can give him some time and he can get back, he distributes the ball as well as anybody in the league. So I'm gonna go with Arizona in this one.
1: Fantastic. Miami Dolphins at the New England Patriots. Who do you got there, Wizzle?
3: Big game. Joey Porter made some comments about the backup quarterback in New England saying that if he's playing, it shouldn't be too hard to win. So, hey, I'm going to go with Mr. Porter in this one. I know it sounds a little bit off the record and kind of crazy, but, hey, they need a win. New England hasn't seen the type of pressure that Mr. Porter claims that they're going to bring, so let's see what's going to happen. I'm going to go with Miami in this one. Okay.
1: Cincinnati at Super Bowl champion New York
3: Jets. I think the the Jets, are you, I think the Jets oh, Excuse take, me, the New York Giants, Wizzle. I was checking my paperwork here, and I was going to find my ticket. <laughs> uh, actually, it's a, that one's going to be a slaughter, and look for the Giants to come out big. Fantastic. St. Louis at Seattle, who do you got there? This was a tough one to pick, you know, I, because obviously my heart's involved, but uh, I look for Seattle to, to, to step up and, and come up out of the woodwork and get a, a good, deserved, a hard-earned win this week. There you go. Uh, we got Detroit at San Francisco. i got to go with Detroit. I'm rooting for you, Webb, if you're listening. Uh, I think that uh, Mr. Kidna is is they're extremely frustrated. Uh, I think they've got a lot of professionals and trying to turn their thing around. It's not like they can't put up enough points. It's just that they need to put the consistency down. So uh, I'm going to go with Detroit for the upset. Okay. New Orleans at Denver. Another tough one to call. Um, got to give a, a big stand in the applause to Joey Harrington for getting signed by New Orleans uh, this week as a third-string quarterback, but I got to go with Denver because Mr. Cutler is the truth. Ooh. Cleveland at Baltimore. Got to go with Baltimore. Cleveland's having a tough time this year. Uh, it seems like all their, their major superstar talent hasn't panned out to be what it is. Uh, I'm going to go with Baltimore in this one.
1: Now, the 0-2 Jacksonville Jaguars are going into Indianapolis. Who do you got there?
3: i got to go at Indy. Um, you know, I just figure they, they're going to figure out a way to to get the game to where they can play. They're depleted, obviously, uh, physically. Mr. Bob Sanders is hurt, uh, and that's a very, very huge hit on the defensive side of the ball. But i got to give the, the experience to Ms. Peyton Manning in this one. I'm going to go with Indy at home. Pittsburgh at Philadelphia. Another tough one. Uh, I just look for basically uh, I think Philly's going to outscore Pittsburgh. i got to go with the job that McNabb's going to do. Um, I think that he's going to try to step his game up for the loss last week. And But not only, it, w- it was a good loss in terms of seeing what they can do, and they're obviously a big play team. So uh, I think they learned a lot from last week. I'm going with Philly.
1: Now, before I talk about Sunday Night Football, because I've got to get a special comment for you, I, I'm going to go to Monday night's game, New York Jets, J-E-T-S, against the San Diego Chargers. Who do you got in that one, Wizzle?
3: You know, I went back and forth. I really like the fact that Brett's going to be playing on Monday night. But I just, some in me just tells me that the Chargers are going to wake up. They're talented. They've, they've got a good team. They've got a good scheme. Uh, they got the will coach on bow chicka well well that's what i think <laughs> san diego on this one baby san diego you got it now
1: sunday night football whistle. it it looks like it's gonna be a barn burner you got the dallas cowboys at the cheesehead green bay packers and before i get your pick i just want to know aaron Rodgers. what do you think is he the real deal with this game let everybody know is he the real deal or or what's the deal going here
3: and then give me your pick well first and foremost uh he is a, a very very good player i think that he was uh very much uh underappreciated by the public but internally green bay knew what they had and uh in terms of, if you look at all the things that went down, they basically escorted Brett Favre out of there because they knew what they had, and they have a really talented team. And obviously, you know, with the type of teams that are talented, all you've got to do is be good enough to manage it to not hurt your team. And in terms of doing that, he, it, it, I mean, he looks like he's a, a seasoned quarterback. Uh, I really like him, and I think he's solid. And the intangible is he's Pack 10 So, uh, hey, I like him. So, with that being said, we are going to go Green Bay for the upset this week. Can you believe that? I'm actually. Ooh,
1: Green Bay in an upset, everybody. Sunday night football. Watch it. You heard it here 1st Whistle, get you some greens and cornbread and sit down, baby. We really appreciate you every week, same time. Same station, Why Wizzle. Why does it be greens and cornbread? Why
0: can't it be some chitlins? Well, if you, you like uh, chitlins, chitlins and peas. Pe- chitlins and peas. <laughs> <bread. laughs> oh, what do you say, Wizzle?
3: I was going to oh. give you curry, grits, and snapper.
0: <laughs> Woo! There you
3: go. Curry, grits, and snapper, everybody.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank you, Wizzle.
1: As always, Wizzle, it was fantastic talking to you in the world of sports. As you can see, the Wizzle lets us know exactly what's going on <laughs> NFL, NBA. Next week we're going to look into the WNBA playoffs. I think it's coming down to the wire and see who's going to get Wizzle's pick on that one also, babe.
2: Most definitely. I hope Sacramento wins. But um, we just want to say again thank you guys for tuning in. We had an exciting hour with you. We went over. We, we enjoy it. It's fun. I had to have vodka instead of. Uh oh. <laughs> Instead of uh <laughs> That's what it's not sleep <laughs> well, I'm just, deprivation. I'm just kidding you guys. But um everybody enjoy your weekend, your week, have a safe time. Until next time, same place, same time. We'll meet you there. That's here on our Infinite Love Talk Radio. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>